Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. The Learning Scientist Podcast is funded by the Wellcome Trust. I'm Dr. Megan Samaraki, and this is a bite-sized research episode of the Learning Scientist Podcast, where we briefly describe research findings on a specific topic. Today, we're continuing our discussion of retrieval practice from earlier this month. In the last episode, we talked about the various benefits of retrieval practice, or bringing information to mind. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, you might want to go back to that one before listening to this one. And while you're there, if you're looking on iTunes, you can subscribe to our podcast and please rate us because that helps us a lot. So we know from a century of research that retrieval practice improves learning. And retrieval practice can really be a lot of different things. It's just anything that brings information to mind. So if students want to try to practice retrieval, they can just take out a blank sheet of paper and write down everything they can remember about a specific topic. They could sketch diagrams of what they know. They could answer quiz questions or practice test questions. They could even teach a friend about the information. Really, it's just anything that involves bringing the information to mind from memory. Really quickly, this is a seems like a really flexible strategy. It can be used in the classroom, it can be used out of the classroom, and it's, it's actually pretty easy to implement. You can just have the students take out a blank sheet of paper. But the next natural question is, with all of these different retrieval formats, are they all equal? In other words, if a teacher is trying to decide how to have their students practice retrieval, are there some formats that are more beneficial than others? And that's really what I want to talk about today. So one easy way to encourage students to practice retrieval is to give low stakes or even no stakes quizzes. But even this isn't very specific, so there's a lot of different ways of asking students questions. There is, though, an entire literature on quizzing formats and whether different formats actually lead to different amounts of learning. There are two quiz formats that seem to be the most common, so uh, short answer questions and multiple choice questions. Short answer questions are where you just give the student a prompt or a question and they need to write a couple of sentences to answer that question. And then multiple choice questions are where you give the student a prompt or a question and then a number of alternatives and the students need to recognize which alternative is the correct answer or the best answer to that question. For a while, we thought that short answer questions where the students have to actually produce the answer would produce more learning for the students than multiple choice where they just have to recognize the answer. However, we also know that multiple choice questions are frankly easier to administer. So once they're written, it's a lot easier for teachers to give them out to students and then grade grade them, especially in large quantities. And with the limited amount of time teachers have, this is a really important consideration. So there are these two competing issues, right? Maybe short answer produces more learning, but multiple choice questions are easier to administer, and so maybe they're just frankly more practical. Spoiler alert, there isn't actually a huge difference between different formats, and the practical recommendation, at least from my perspective, is that retrieval practice is good, giving frequent quizzes is good, and the type of format that you use, whether it's short answer, multiple choice, or something else, isn't going to make a huge difference in student learning. The big issue is retrieval practice versus no retrieval practice. The types of formats are not overly important. But let's dig into some of this research. 
So in 2005, a guy named Park was looking at these issues between short answer and multiple choice and created this hybrid format where he combined the two. And the idea was to try to produce the benefit of a short answer question while producing the great ability of a multiple choice question. And so he used the computer to administer these hybrid formats where um, in his experiments, sixth graders were given a short answer question and they were supposed to type in the answer to the computer. And then after they'd produced the answer, they were allowed to press a next button. And after they pressed next, a number of alternatives would show up on the screen. And the goal was for the students then to find the correct answer. Hopefully the answer they just produced. But of course, if, you know, if they hadn't typed in the correct answer, they now have alternatives and they can select what they think is the correct answer. The catch is that those multiple choice alternatives are only going to show up on the screen for a very brief amount of time. So those students really are going to have to try to produce the answer before they can click because they're not going to have time to think about the answer and then select a multiple choice alternative if they just skip over that production short answer part of it. And so with sixth graders, Park compared this hybrid format to a standard, just regular old multiple choice quiz and found that after a few days, the students who used the hybrid format learned a little bit more than the students who used the multiple choice format. In 2008, I was an undergraduate at Purdue University and I was really interested in this research and was fascinated by Park's idea of this hybrid format. And I really wanted to test the hybrid format to see if having to answer the question in both formats would actually be better than just one format alone and whether this short answer production type of question really was important to student learning. So I ended up reading about this and constructed my undergraduate honors thesis all around uh, this particular issue. What format is best for quizzing? In my experiments, university students, students at, at Purdue, were given texts to read on the computer. So they would read about, say, Venice or Galileo, even the KGB, and I think the First Crusade was another topic we used. And then the students answered questions on the computer. And they were randomly assigned to one of a few different conditions, and in each condition they answered a different type of question. So some students answered short answer questions, other students answered multiple choice questions, and some answered questions in this hybrid format where we combined short answer and multiple choice. There was of course a control condition where students didn't practice retrieval at all and they just read the information. And then all of the students in the experiment received statements that contained the correct answers to the questions. So essentially they received feedback, but in this way we were able to give these statements to the read-only control so that they could then see the targeted information that we were quizzing. The students in the experiment went home and then they came back a week later to take an assessment test. And what we do is then compare the performance of the students across the different groups on that assessment test to see who learned more during learning. And what we found is that all of the retrieval practice groups performed a lot better than that read-only control group. So this is what we've been saying the whole time. Retrieval practice, or bringing information to mind, improves learning. 
But then when you look at the different types of formats, there really isn't a whole lot of difference between the formats. So it wasn't the case that the short answer group performed a whole lot better than the multiple choice group. We were actually a little bit puzzled by this initially because the main paper that was well known at the time was one that showed that short answer questions produced more learning than multiple choice questions as long as feedback was provided. So then when I was getting ready to publish my paper, I scoured the literature and looked for every example I could find where short answer and multiple choice questions were being compared. And I found that across the literature, the situation was pretty similar to my set of experiments. And across my four experiments and a number of examples, you really don't see huge differences between different retrieval practice formats. So in my mind, the takeaway for teachers is that Sure, some formats may be a little bit better in some situations than others, but we're talking about small differences. The most important thing is that the students are practicing retrieval in some way, shape, or form. The specific format that's used probably isn't going to make a huge difference. And so if something makes more sense practically, or if something goes well with the particular topic you're talking about or the particular activity, go for it. Next month, we'll continue by talking about spaced practice. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're able, go over to iTunes and make sure to rate us. It helps others find our podcast so that we can share research about learning. I'm Dr. Megan Samaraki, and thanks for listening. The Learning Scientist podcast is funded by The Wellcome Trust.